0: Welcome to the Milk the Cow podcast. Um, This week, we're going to be talking about um, further adventures in the dystopia. That's probably the best way of putting it. Um, Some of the stuff that you'll hear today um, with our guest will probably blow your mind. And I've actually checked this morning, the day after it's happened. And even um, supposed left-wing newspaper, The Guardian isn't covering this, but they're covering something about the Brownies IT system. So um, when we found out about this one, um, we were told the mainstream media probably won't cover this. So obviously we'll hop straight on it. Um you do know Alice, my good friend. Alice, how are you doing? I'm all right, thank you. Yourself? I'm all right, mate. I just um sort of stemmed down the barrel of hard dystopia again, but like, you know, that seems to be a daily sure. occurrence.
1: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which
0: is hence why we decided like to to do this one with with twenty four hours notice because it's important. Yeah. To...
1: Yeah, definitely.
0: So um, just a like, quick sort of um, backstory, story, um, we've got James coming on, um, he's a protester, he's just got out of uh, HMP Belmarsh, he's got a tag on his leg and he's going to uh, inform us about uh, the policing and crime bill and so obviously the general protest movement, Just Stop Oil as well. So without any further ado, James how are you doing? I'm not too bad Mike, thanks for having me. Now, I really appreciate you sparing with the time, with it. It was such, such short notice. Alice, if I could invite you to start us off, and um, we'll we'll go back and forth from there, all right, mate?
1: Yeah. Okay. So, hi, James. Um, so we saw a thing. We saw that in the news a while back about those talk about um, injunctions um, potentially being served on like climate change protesters. Um, not really much since then. What even people like myself, I don't think, realised was that they actually are already being served. So can you just tell us about what these injunctions actually are and how they work?
2: Sure. Um, yeah, basically, they're a means for the state to criminalise uh, protests that otherwise would be legal. Um, it's it's a means um, for private companies to essentially circumvent the rule of law uh, and ensure that we don't uh, receive a trial by a jury of our peers. Um, and... The reason for that is generally because a lot of the times, whenever uh, uh, things go to court and end up in a Crown Court um, Mm to do with the climate, a lot of the time the jury finds in the favour of the defendants and the state doesn't like that very much. So hence these injunctions.
1: Yeah. Okay, so I think, yeah, but I think for anybody watching, who's kind of not sure about that. So we do have criminal law and private law in this country. So I think the the injunctions are a form of private law, where I think the determination of guilt is different, isn't it, Um, than what it is, than what it is in criminal law. So you, you know, you don't have a jury or anything like that. So what does it look like when you're actually when you actually go to court? Who, who is there?
2: So yeah, I mean, we actually had um, some protesters uh, yesterday. Uh, ten stood outside um, an oil, termin- oil terminal in Kingsbury, um, and literally the 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 state of the injunction is that if you stand anywhere near it, even with just a placard, that's enough, um, that can potentially land you two years in prison. Uh, and an unlimited fine, and we had ten arrested yesterday. They're currently held on remand, as we speak. We had sixteen taken the day before for the same for the same thing. And so when that ends up in court, um largely you are going up against just a judge. um and uh, we saw this with the uh, in Britain protesters where nine were sent to prison um and basically it was found that the judge, had links to the fossil fuel industry and all all of the all of these sorts of shady dealings, but because they managed to circumvent any sort of uh, trial by jury, they 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 were sentenced to a custodial sentence.
1: Right. Okay. And and how long have they been sentenced? Uh, they were
2: sentenced up to six months, uh, and uh, yeah, so, uh, it was between between uh, two months and six months. I think, if I, I believe.
0: James, you um, you connect with the Just Stop Oil group, who's like obviously got a bit of um traction in the in the mainstream media. Or, uh, people would probably know them from um, what was the Newcastle Arsenal game? Is that right? There's a guy who attached himself to the post. Yeah, that's my housemate. <laughs> Is it? <laughs> Tell him well done, and also like I, I did grow up being a Newcastle fan, and I thought it was absolutely hilarious. Yeah, and I don't not little... really support the club now. it's just in the, in the side. I support a non-league club called Gateshead, but. It well There's
1: lots of screaming and high hands about that.
2: <laughs> it, uh, because Everton won in extra time granted to them by that by that incident, uh he was Almost almost give it a bit of a a hero's welcome by some groups, but I I don't think you can ever set foot in Newcastle again. (laughs) It's all right.
0: I'm the self-appointed king of Newcastle. I'll give him a free pass. (laughs) 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 No, I think there's a lot of people that like, are really uh, appreciative of it from the area, but obviously football's a strong, strong drug. (laughs) So it's like, what's he doing? Why is he here? There was a lot of that. I'm sure you saw it yourself. Um, so do you want to tell us a little bit about Just Stop Oil? Like, What is it, how it was formed, and what the aims are? For sure, yeah.
2: Uh, Just Stop Oil is a, is basically a coalition of different groups. Um, yeah. They've coalesced around a very simple demand, which is no new oil uh, infrastructure uh, and no new oil developments, um, right. which... Um, at the moment, the government is ploughing ahead with 42 new oil developments in the North Sea, which is somewhat mm-hmm. counter to some of their proclamations that they made mm-hmm. at COP26 about being leaders on the climate. Um, so we have stepped into civil resistance, effectively. History has shown time and again that the most effective means of bringing about the kind of societal shift that we need to see and the sort of time frame that we have left is through civil resistance. Um, so
0: that's, that's what we're doing, basically. Great stuff. So, for people who don't know what civil resistance is, is that the same as direct action? Effectively, uh,
2: yeah. I mean, it's it's all part of the same um, same sort of sphere of things, basically. But um, yeah, we're we we're, we're effectively putting our rather than um, sort of trying to draw attention to particular issues, we're putting our bodies in the way of the thing that's destroying all of our futures, basically.
0: Of course, yeah. So, I mean, in terms of um, destroying all of our futures what is it because uh, as we said at the start we don't assume knowledge so what is it in particular that's destroying our futures
2: for sure um yeah so uh, the ipcc um which is the independent panel on climate change um the international energy agency they're all say saying that we need to halt fossil fuel development at this point and they said that last year um there can be no new uh, investment in oil infrastructure um this is in line in tight. I mean, we're at, the, at the present time, we're seeing the breakdown of, of a livable climate. You know, we had Germany underwater recently. We had the, uh, London underwater. We had 122 mile an hour winds, not that long back. Uh, like even a week ago, the, the, and the Arctic was thirty degrees above uh, above the normal average, and the Antarctic was forty degrees above the normal normal average. Uh, it was forty nine degrees in British Columbia last year, and that's supposed to have a top temperature of around sixteen degrees. So everywhere everywhere we look, we're seeing the breakdown of the livable climate, and and we're seeing the interruption of the Arctic uh, weather patterns. And when you, when that happens, you get weather blocking. That makes that mean that basically means that you have uh, extreme periods of weather, extreme heat followed by extreme wet probably extreme cold and that makes the cultivation of crops extremely difficult and when crops are difficult to cultivate we don't eat basically and that's when we're looking at societal
0: collapse got you alice
1: yeah no absolutely when these things are reported in mainstream media so say we have just like not heard about some of it um coming up but when we do see it there's I think one of the things is that you know we often talk about how like journalism is dead just because of the extraordinary amount of bias that you see and one of the things I've seen with you know climate change activists is like a real sort of hatchet job on them like you know it's like oh they're blocking roads they're stopping you know they're stopping ordinary people getting to work they're going to get you in trouble and you know obviously we do see kind of tensions rising there between Mm -hmm. you know between protesters in the general public what i'm hearing about some of these more recent protests actually you haven't been blocking public roads at all you've been you know kind of targeting um you know a, a, a lot of the businesses and and things like that are you how hopeful are you that kind of the message you're trying to put across um will do so when you know when the mainstream media is effectively just either making up lies or, or giving a very distorted view about what, is, what you're what you doing and what you're about? It's really tough.
2: Yeah. Um, I mean, as you're probably aware, five billionaires own 80% of UK media and you can guess what they have investments in. So you know, there is a vested interest in manipulating the public consciousness and the, the constant message is placation, placation. There's nothing to worry about. Don't think about too much. Go back to shopping. That's sort of generally the vibe that they're going for. Um, and and yeah, as you, as you alluded to, where you know we 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 don't want to be disrupting the general public. However, the problem is is that if you don't disrupt the general public, you don't get coverage. Like the media is only going to cover you if they can completely vilify you. And mm-hmm. even with with our blockades that we we carried out um over the uh, throughout April, um you know we had a major battle on our hands actually getting onto the front page of the, of, of the newspapers it took us uh, it was about day 10 before we got onto the front page of the daily mail and got onto good morning britain and and, and managed to get that dialogue going because i mean a lot of people sort of probably don't they, they, they'll they'll question our methods in the sense that you're turning people away from from the cause um and uh you know you you, you need to bring people along with you history's shown actually that you you don't necessarily need to do that. What, what we're actually looking for is that polarization. And, and it's in that conflict that that's where the conversations start to happen. And that's where you start to see the changes happen. Um,
1: okay. Thank you.
0: Um, yeah. Mike, have you got? Yeah, sure yeah. I do. Um, so uh, the question I've got is, is protest now illegal in the UK? Because there's been people who have seen tweet to that effect. In mm-hmm. your opinion, is that the case?
2: It's uh, Certainly heading in that direction. Yeah. Um, I mean, uh, as we've seen, the policing uh, crime sentencing bill uh, has now been passed by the Lords. I think it's just waiting royal assent at the moment, which That's is, right, yeah, uh, yeah. outlaws noisy protests. So yeah, I, I mean, it's it's a pretty, certainly pretty draconian direction. However, I mean, in many ways, it's not really a surprise. It's, it's, it's indicative of, of actually the success of the protest movements since 2019 XR successfully managed to get the government to declare a climate emergency and 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 you know the the efficacy of black lives matter was was highly effective so the state is threatened that's the reality of it and and ultimately a lot of what we're involved in here is a kind of state of of, of moral and political jujitsu it's it's a case of forcing the state to overstep and it's in that overstep that you get a backlash effect so effectively you know it's it's it's, it's obviously not a good thing that that bill's going through, but it, 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 reveals, it reveals the true nature of the state. And, and, I mean, we've got a battle on our hands, that's for sure.
0: Yeah. yeah. I love moral and political jiu-jitsu as an analogy for this. And I would <laughs> love to put Boris Johnson in a dart choke. <laughs> it's one of my favourites. <laughs> not to kill him, of course, if any spooks are watching. <laughs> Just to the point of death. Um, yeah. No, I don't mean that. Jesus Christ, what am I even saying? We're living in a dystopia now. I need to shut up, man. Yeah, <laughs> Pick your <Alice>. battles. <laughs> anyway, Alice, what what you got for me?
1: Yeah, I mean, when I've been looking at, you know, you see a real mix in the comments sections, don't you? And, I've, you know, even the conversations I've had with other people, people really supportive of, you know, of what you guys are doing, others not so much, others kind of on that on the fence thing, which you kind of spoke about before of saying, oh, well, you need to get public support um, but with the injunctions you know there's been lots of people going oh yes we need you know we need them we need to stop them doing this what would you you say to people you know who are talking about that because really is are these injunctions are they just something that activists should be worried about?
2: I think we should all be worried about um, you know the, the the fact of the matter is even, even if it's not an issue that you agree with um, if you give an inch on these sorts of things then eventually they're going to come for you on an issue that you do care about. So you know we we have to protect freedom of speech and and freedom to protest, regardless of what the issue is. Frankly, um, mm-hmm. so yeah, we should all we should all be very scared. Um, I mean, the the, there's a, the thing is, people assume that there's. That this is just uh, that we've just randomly sort of done this. A lot of thought goes into this sort of thing. People have studied studied the mechanisms of, of civil resistance for decades, and effectively, what what we do is study the points in history where everything changed all of a sudden. And there's countless examples of this throughout history. It happened with the Soviet Union, for instance, um, and it's. What we attempt to do is then engineer these points where you can potentially get these unpredictable flashpoints of of like conflict, and and then all of a sudden things can change. And we saw a little bit of that with the, um, with say the Insulate Britain campaign. I don't know if you guys also the 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 growing concrete um, uh, clip that went viral when um when Cameron, one of the spokespeople, was speaking to someone on talk radio. You no, didn't of, see that, no. Um, no. Yeah, have a, oh, have no, I
0: did a, see that. I did when yeah. he was um, talking about like, oh, Wood isn't a sustainable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wood oh, isn't no, grow. No, yeah, no,
1: yeah.
2: <laughs> no, yeah I haven't seen, seen it. Have a look on YouTube. It's hilarious. But you know, that's mm-hmm. an example of like another, an un- totally unpredictable thing where you can potentially mobilise a lot of people off something, and and that's effectively what we're doing. Just creating this uncertainty where something, some change could, could potentially happen.
0: So almost like the Situationists, is it, Are you taking like um, a nod from the 1968 Paris riots and that kind of thing, where you create a situation, have everybody respond to it, and then it kind of creates a new situation? Is that?
2: Yes. That effectively. Yeah. I mean, we we sort of we go back and study all of all of the sort of social movements throughout history, and and sort of um, and and sort of, sort of take from the best, really, about what what is going to stand the best chance of of, of bringing about the kind of societal shift that we need to see.
0: That's magic, man. You mentioned free speech, James. Um obviously there's a bit a bit in the news at the minute about free speech, absolutism, Elon Musk, all of that. I don't want to talk about Musk really, but that's the sort of point of the next question. Like, where do you stand with free speech? Because I, I do see a lot of bad faith arguments online that the left is completely anti-free speech. And then you mentioned that free speech for all. So where what's your comfort level with that? I, I yeah
2: I I personally obviously uh, this is this is this is my sort of personal view but I, you know uh, free speech is is fundamental to to a functioning democracy and uh, you know uh, the, the the problem that we have as a culture is we have become so compartmentalized from each other we need to be able to speak to each other we need to 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 be able to talk about these difficult issues or we're never going to get anywhere um but it's so polarized right now and and yeah there, as you said there is a lot of absolutism and and, and I don't have an easy solution, really. Um, I certainly don't think the the social media algorithms are are helping us a lot with this, but Mm. um, we need to learn to speak to each other.
0: I agree, and I mean, it's really refreshing to hear you say that because I think we went through a moment um, over the last sort of 10 years for the majority of it where people were like, talk to nobody who doesn't agree with you. There was a bit of that. I mean, I don't think in reality everybody followed that, but that was Mm. the big noise, like cancel and and whatever. So it's nice to see that people are like... um, just thinking the way I think, which is I want to have a dialogue with people. Now, I have my boundary is if they take the piss, it's personal or whatever. Then mm. it's a different thing. It's dust choke time. But yeah. if if they're not, then I'm going to have that dialogue because I mean I grew up in a working class environment in the northeast of England. Some of the people I grew up with don't share the same politics, so I'm always trying to have a dialogue and discussion, and I think probably vice versa. And I think that's quite helpful if it's born from respect. Yeah, you know. Um. So, I mean, I would have political opponents on. I would have the the discussion, and if they took the piss, then they'd get that kind of energy back. Um. I really just think we've lost our way a little bit, and you're quite right. To fix this, we need to take people with us. We need to.
2: I mean, the reality is, is that there's more the uh, the average working person around the world has in common with each other than we do Mm -hmm. with the ruling class. Yeah. Um. You know, and and currently um, currently you know our ruling class are subsidizing the oil industry 236 million pounds a week of our money taxpayers money and this is why the nhs is falling apart this is why people can't you know feed their kids while they can't heat their homes while there's a cost of living crisis you know it's a complete outrage we Put know that on the
0: side of a bus
2: yeah exactly yeah i mean we know, no. we know who these fuckers work for and it's not you or me and and yeah yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. We, we need that we need that awareness to grow, and we need that solidarity between 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 these sort of polarized groups, because ultimately, you know, um, I, I think the whole left-right political paradigm is breaking down somewhat. Yeah. It, really, it's, it's establishment versus anti-establishment that we need to be thinking about at this point.
0: Oh, man, this is so refreshing. I'm really <laughs> pleased to hear you saying all this. Seriously, before we came on this morning, I was like... For God's sake, man, like what's going on? Like, like <laughs> let's hear what James got to say. And I'm actually like feeling like buzzing listening <laughs> to you and thinking, right, we can still do this. It can still, we can still change this. So right. thank thank Just you, quiet. seriously. Please.
1: We did we did a live stream about the whole Elon Musk and the free speech because everybody was talking about that. Oh, he's going to bring free speech back to Twitter, and there was this big conversation about free speech and what mm-hmm. it is. When all the time, when actually, you know, these bills are kind of being passed, like right, right, you know, and there's been quite a few that have gone through. Um, you know, just yesterday. And I think that's what's really terrifying. It's like the entire, you know, we've all been kind of, you know, ourselves included, we're, we're kind of talking about the whole, you know, Twitter thing. And it's actually, you know, this stuff is is got real massive implications for for absolutely all of us. Mm-hmm. Um, can you tell us a little bit about the, you, you were arrested yourself recently on there. Can you tell us about what happened there and, and what's gone on since then?
2: For sure, yeah. Um, so... Uh, yeah, that was that. Th- th- what landed me the um, the stint in Balmarsh was um, I took part in a, an occupation of a fuel terminal in Grace in Essex for about 40 hours. We basically we we went 40 people went over the fence um, and we climbed into the fuel loading base uh, and basically occupied the pipework above there. It was horrendously dangerous, not very pleasant. It's the worst mm-hmm. night I've ever had suspended on four pipes at, at three stories high. Um <laughs> But um it, it's uh, as a result of that i um i ended up um being uh, remanded um i spent 5 days in solitary confinement and then uh was taken to a belmarsh prison i only found out i was going to belmarsh on the prison transport and i, I ironically enough i I'd, I'd watched a, a documentary in the run up to to all of this on surviving prisons and it was it uh, was britain's worst prison and it was on belmarsh so i was like this is not going to be fun, um, and it and it wasn't. But ultimately, if, it's, if it goes some small way to revealing the criminal hypocrisy of our government, then it's a small price to pay. Ultimately, every peaceful climate activist in prison really reveals the true int- the true intentions of our government and the fact that they don't give a rat's ass about dealing with this crisis. They have zero intention about it. They, you know, they care more about enriching themselves and their buddies in the oil industry and fuck everyone else, basically.
0: Yeah, I mean, uh, Jesus Christ, it's bandied around a lot, but you're a definite hero as far as I'm concerned. Oh, I you. mean, the, the, the positive attitude that you still maintain after what you've been through, man, fucking fair play to you.
2: Well, uh, I wish the Daily Mail thought that way, but... Yeah, <laughs> fuck them.
1: Like, we don't we don't give no
0: countenance to, to people who literally supported Hitler. So.
1: <laughs> well, yeah, people are the black shirts and all of that. That was like yeah. the real headline, wasn't it? It was. I, I mean, can you... There is a definite change in how kind of protesters and activists are being treated. I mean, me, me and Mike have talked about this before. We've done and been arrested for really similar stuff before, but a very long time ago. At no point, I think, you know, when I was arrested, did it occur to me. I mean, I think I spent a few hours in the cells. I was bored shitless. Like, <laughs> you know, without that, I, I came out with a caution that was the end of it. At no point did I think, like, I'm going to end up. In, I'm, I'm going to end up in prison for this and you know these aren't these aren't violent offenses these aren't um and you know people who are committing crimes against the environment are not being touched in fact you know they, they tend to have positions of power within within our society I think that's and I think no matter what people's stance is you know on 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 climate change. I mean you sh- you shouldn't we shouldn't be at the point where where we're denying that now. I think unfortunately there are some some people who are there, but I think people hearing that cannot see you know should be able to see that that is not proportionate. I've worked a lot like on the adjacent to the not within the criminal justice system, but adjacent to it, which has involved me going to court a lot. I've seen people walk away with absolutely nothing for really really serious and repeated violent offenses it does not make sense to me that Mm. they're sending people to prison for the kind of stuff that you're talking about
0: well i mean for me it makes sense to the level uh, like that the want to show the people who got up a height about that you know the land rover that woman who like run somebody over and they, they were really <laughs> putting her up as some kind of hero or something the press they yeah. need to play it at the base so they're obviously putting people like you in the nick so belmarsh right uh, like i'm intrigued right did you end up on the julian assange wing
2: <laughs> I, I wish i'd known he was there when i was when i was there it's like I sort of um look i obviously uh wikipedia belmarsh after, after the fact and i was like oh julian was there like oh, yeah, thought,
0: yeah 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 uh, i just done it obviously i've never been so i don't know how it works um, what? But,
2: um, yeah, I mean, it, having sort of had a, a brief taste of, of, of that, that whole place, I mean, I just feel sorry for everybody there. You know, they're, they're all victims of a failed system, ultimately. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, there were three lads came in with me. They, they couldn't have been older than 20, and they were in for drug offenses, you know, and I was just like, how, how is this? going to rehabilitate them and 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 or, or you know even i mean I don't know what the offenses were but do they even need rehabilitating you know mm. mm-hmm. uh yeah.
0: the
2: the the drug issue is a is a public health issue it's not a criminal issue but it sure. it's, it it the thing is it all of it just reveals um where where real power lies ultimately you know the government are the, are the middle managers that that work for a, a, a subset of a psychopath billionaires basically um and and you you know you go booping real power against the nose they're going
0: to come for you sure uh i mean do you think there'll be a significant uptick in surveillance um not just towards you but obviously the group but like in light of the um laws being passed ahead of royal ascent do you think the police will have their tails up and start coming after people a bit more
2: Undoubtedly. Yeah. I mean, it's something we should all be very fearful of, particularly like the facial recognition stuff and, and, uh-huh. and all this. I mean, it's it's not a good direction that we're heading in, ultimately. Uh, uh, and I don't have an easy solution. I think it's I think it's going to get worse before it gets better. Um, it's sad to see. Um, but <sighs>
0: I don't know. I don't know what. Yeah, we do. I mean, uh, I mean that's the. I mean, we're sort of coming to a close with this, and what we tend to try and focus on is solutions. But is there any sort of crumbs we can hold on to until we work this out? Like, what can we say to people like today who are watching this and listening to this? I'd what say
2: the, the best hope that we have is to step into civil resistance. You know, history's shown time and time again that this is the most effective way. And I know it's very uncomfortable for people and, and people go, oh, wow, there's no way I could do that. You'd be surprised what you can do if you've got the right support around you. And, um, you know, not to not to sort of like call for the revolution or anything, but, um, you know, we have some Zoom meetings that are running every Tuesday, Thursday, and Sunday at 7 p.m., Uh, have a look at the just stop oil website sign up for civil resistance um and and we can and we can see you on the streets and hopefully do something about this and avert the the pretty
0: dire trajectory that we're on how do you sit here like this this positive with a tag on your leg tell us tell us (laughs) what 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 happens in there because the smile on your face it's just like right this is me this is what i'm doing you you seem to very much know who you are and I know people three times your age who have not got that cognitive ability. How do you do that? Um, well, I mean, it's, it, it was to be expected, really. You know,
2: I uh, I, I sort of, you, you don't go into this sort of thing without realising that there's going to be serious consequences for it. And and ultimately, this is not, you know, this is not a, a pop, like a popularity contest. It's not a thing that we expect to be hated for, for this, like mm-hmm. that. But the reality is, is that being hated isn't necessarily. It doesn't necessarily result in us in failure. You know, the the civil rights movement and the suffragettes were the most unpopular people on earth at the time. But now we look back at them and go, oh, well, they had the right idea. Um, so you know, it's. I don't know. I think. I think ultimately, uh, what I'd recommend to anyone dealing with the collapse of civilization and the sort of dystopia that we find ourselves in is I don't know take a take a uh, a mindfulness routine do some meditation or something and and and
0: eat well and uh and surround yourself with good people really that's that's all we can do I will Mm. certainly do that and I want to just thank you as I say from a personal perspective because I felt pretty dark before I started speaking to you (laughs) today about it all and I don't know so, can, uh, I just,
1: can I just ask as well, though? I think this is the one th- things that really terrifies me: is how can we better support people who who are being sent to prison? Um, this is t- an issue that kind of is, is is really sort of strong with me. I've had lots of family members, you know, who who've ended up in prison for various offences, much like the two lads, you know, that you you were talking about before. And it, th- this is why I get really frightened when I hear about people going to prison for things like this, because I, I've seen the you know, the knock-on effects that that's then had throughout their lives and about what, you know, and I think you've given some really helpful sort of advice for people there. Is there anything that the rest of us can do to support people who are being sent to prison, basically? Because I think that's really important to form a a community around them.
2: As uncomfortable as it is, the best thing that you can do is step up and take their place. Because ultimately, everyone that's involved in, in, in this fight um, to save the climate, you know, we're all going to end up in prison eventually, and and you know, each one of us that ends up in prison, we need ten others to step into place and and say no, because ultimately that's that's the best defense that we have. The the state is well aware of the backfiring effect. For example, when the nine people who went to prison um, for the insulate Britain uh, thing last year, uh, when that happened. 2000 people came out on the streets and marched and broke the same injunction and 124 people got arrested for breaking the same injunction that sent them to prison that's the backfiring effect so if we can if we can propagate that then we stand a chance of, of saving this thing but if we if if people if unfortunately if people too you know don't want to sort of step into that situation and and i appreciate not everybody can it's it's a privilege to be able to sort of take those kind of risks like not everybody is in that position and failing that if you if yeah. you can't do that then obviously, you know, send letters of support and 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 you know and 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 get involved in other ways because one one sort of brief calculation I made a while back in terms of like uh, people getting involved in actions and stuff is it takes nine non-arrestables each per arrest to facilitate that. So the, there's there's avenues for getting involved in in all of this sort of stuff at every kind of level. I implore everyone to do so because at the moment our home's on fire and if we don't do something about it, we're completely fucked. So,
0: <laughs> And that's like absolute facts too. I've mm-hmm. recently done an interview with an ecologist and he basically lays it out there and um, does it in a really simple way. So that'll be like following yours. Um, just on this, we're going to try and get this out immediately. Yeah. So um, we've done, we've done my 30 minutes. James, honestly, thank you so much for your time, but also everything that you're doing. You're an inspiration and a hero. And I don't oh. bandy that crap around lightly, but for me that's what I see as an inspirational hero. So thank you. Oh,
2: Mike, thank you. And Alice, thank you so much. No, Mm -hmm. I mean... Ultimately, what you guys are doing is so so important is that we need to create a whole new media ecosystem because you know like the the, these ideas need to get out there and and like it it requires people like you to to go and 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 get this into into people's heads and stuff so like thank you for all the work you're very
0: much appreciated man and um just another quick plug there go to juststopoil.org to find out more um about these good people and maybe get involved Thanks, James. All the best, mate. Thank you. And thank you, Alice, as ever. All the best. Thank you. See you again. Our closing titles. Goodbye.